Welcome back to another edition of Mortgage Chicks with Hot Tips. I am Stacy Vanskank. I'm Kim Hairstead. I'm Cindy Walker. And I'm Elizabeth Holm. This week's topic is going to be self-employed borrowers. How is their income calculated? <laughs> We are super excited to announce that at Van Dyke Mortgage, we've started a new process here, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be the first lender that I know of that does this. So as soon as we speak with a self-employed borrower, we are going to have the ability to have their tax returns submitted for underwriting to determine exactly how much we can, income we can use for qualifying purposes, instead of waiting weeks into the process after a contract and after an appraisal's been done, because you know, Self-employed income is, is tricky. Absolutely, it's tricky because, you know, what the taxpayer looks at is the number at the top of the tax returns. And in some cases, I've seen that multi-million dollars. Mm -hmm. The number we look at is all the way at the bottom mm -hmm. once they've done deductions. Now, there's certain deductions that we can give back and do things with, but sometimes the underwriter doesn't always agree with what we come up with. So that's what I'm so excited about this new process. Right, because we'll do it. We'll say to our borrower, okay, we've, I've done your analysis on your tax returns, and this is what I've come up with. And then we send it into underwriting, and the underwriter says, I'm sorry, we can't add that back in. Or we have to take this deduction as well. So it's it's huge mm -hmm. to There's know right so up front. so many intricacies. Like uh, I got caught on one because um, it's an S-Corp, and they had a short-term loan that was going to be paid back, have to be paid yep, back had that year. Done before too. And they deduct a lot of income for that short-term loan. Mm -hmm. So the underwriters know exactly what we go by, exactly what they can add back and what they can't. We're pretty good with all of our experience and knowing what to add back and what we can't, but to have mm -hmm. it come gospel from underwriting. Within 24 front, hours. Right. Yeah. They said within 24 hours we'll have yeah. the answer back from submitting their um, tax returns. Well, that's absolutely. huge. That is huge. I mean, and I've had instances where I had one time where I had a heart attack where the mileage wasn't where it normally is on a tax return. It was a little further deeper into the schedule, mm -hmm. and the underwriter missed it in that particular case, and I was able to go back and forth, but that was right at the end, mm -hmm. and I had a heart attack. Of course, my borrower didn't know because I don't like to get them no, heart attacks. No, we don't tell them about the surgery them. until the results but, are done. you know, this way we know, and we can solidify it, and we have it in writing, mm -hmm. so there aren't those surprises. So this, to me, was like a... Yes. You know, we've all been in a business so long back in the day. Remember, we'd have those calculators, those worksheets we would go to. Put each item in. Because yes. yes. we're not accountants. Oh, no. no, no, no. Like, and then they change how the tax returns are Every even year. done. Every year. And we look at a tax return, and I'm like, this is Greek to me compared to what they were last year. Yeah. So they change the format. They change and the format. And then we come up with a number, then the processor comes up with a different number, mm -hmm. and then the underwriter comes up with a different number. Mm -hmm. And when your ratios are tied, that could cause a lot of problems. For so sure. to me, it's so exciting that this underwriter is going to review it, hard press it, hard code it right. into the application, save what the conditions are behind the income, and then whoever underwrites the file cannot change that. It's uh, huge because mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. like um, if you have a borrower that needs to, to change or to mm -hmm. amend their tax returns, at least we know we can tell them how much they need to pay a little more taxes on that money instead of writing off so much so they can qualify for that property. No question. And, mm -hmm. and you know, that's what I always say to my borrowers. This is the double-edged sword. 
you know, self-employed buyers love to write off their expenses, which they should. Mm -hmm. But when it comes time to buy the house, because again, it goes back to that, they're looking at the number at the top of the tax returns, and we have to look at the bottom number. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, having an underwriter, having someone who can take a deep dive, mm -hmm. you know, and again, we're all not CPAs here, mm -hmm. you know, so what, what right. we can do is say, okay, here's your debt, here's the house you wanna buy, here's where you were last year with your tax returns, if, you know, and you claimed nothing pretty much, this year if we're gonna go somewhere, you wanna talk to your CPA about, you know, claiming some income, so this way we've got a little bit more usable income. So I just we have to average those tax returns. In right. some cases, most, in most cases, mm -hmm. unless they've been in business for five years or more, mm -hmm. absolutely. Or at least don't report a loss. Yeah, right. At least don't report a oh, loss. Oh, don't give me a loss. If you have additional right. income. And yeah. and and you know what we view, and again, it, it all comes back to how they're viewed. Because I have said that, unfortunately, you report a loss. I'm like, what do you mean? I, I I didn't report a loss. I made all this money, and you know, I pay my bills every month, and I I. I appreciate that, but if we can't show it on paper, yeah. and I can see you obviously pay, you're not in for, you know, you're not right. getting evicted, mm -hmm. you're paying all your bills, your credit scores are high, but it all comes down to what we can prove. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love it when the accountant calls you and says, well, don't you see on page this, this, and this, they, they made 151000 and I go, well, yeah, at the bottom you wrote off 100000 so they really only made 50000 mm -hmm. right? so And the accountants love it, you know, because yeah. they don't know the how we analyze yeah, right. it. Yeah, right. what we're looking for. And yeah. Like, you know, I had one recently where it showed declining income. Mm. So we were like, uh-oh, declining income, that is the kiss of death mm -hmm. on a self-employed mm -hmm. loan. Um, but they had a one-time big expense. So we were able to prove that one-time big expense was a one-time expense. Yep. It was like for all new vehicles for the company. Taking that out, we didn't have the declining income. We were able to close the loan. Yes. Yep. Fast forward to a couple weeks later, another thing, declining income. Oh, we bought a bunch of equipment for a new account we got. Okay, good. So now we are a week from closing. We finally get the letter from the P&L statement. We get the letter from the uh, accountant. No, they didn't itemize that equipment. They didn't itemize the 200000 in equipment. They itemized the 34000 in a car loan. So that the reverse happened. Right. Now I had no income to use to qualify. Uh, and right. it turned into craziness. At the very end. At the so very this end, is going to be huge that we get to do this right up front. Right up front. Yes. It avoids all this Within chaos. the 24-hour period when we take your loan application, we're going to be able to tell you what your income is going to be. And so, and I know a lot of the cases, they're nervous, but we're just as nervous sometimes yes, on that yes, end. Because yes. we think one thing, and we have these forms, and we just calculate it, and, nice and then we keep our fingers crossed when it comes back, and we're looking mm -hmm. at the debt-to-income commercial like, oh, all right, it's the same. Wow. Right. <laughs> or, oh, my it God, it's half of what it was. So, we lose sleep over it, too. Yeah, so sure. much. So, it was, time. like I said, again, right. one of those shoulders. <sighs> Yeah, we want you to get to home just as much as you do. So Absolutely. It makes, makes a big difference But for if us. there isn't enough income, we have another avenue. We can broker out bank statement programs to a handful of lenders. So a lot. I don't want to, I don't want the message to be, if we can't get any usable income off of your tax returns, you're dead in the water. We just have a different approach. It might have a slightly higher interest rate or a bigger down payment. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's up to them. You want to pay, let's just say, 8% interest rate? Or 37% to Uncle Sam. Absolutely. And honestly, Stacey, I had that exact same situation just come up for me. Right. Because especially coming off the heels of the pandemic, I had a self-employed dentist. PPE loans, certain things that went in. And when we went in, I looked at the income a certain way. The underwriter came back another way. And 
it just all kind of exploded. And then I went bank statement. Mm -hmm. And we were able to do 12 months worth of bank statements and where I only had $7,000 worth of income when we did it the traditional way, mm -hmm. we ended up with $20,000 worth of income. Showing their deposits. Showing their the deposits. So yeah. it gave them better interest rate because mm -hmm. those kind of products can run with a little bit higher interest rate and down payment. But it really made a big difference. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of feathers in our cap. Mm -hmm. So the For fact that we know people. in the beginning mm -hmm. that we can, okay, now we have to change directions. Mm -hmm. You know, we thought we were going this way, but now we're going this way. And now we've got all this time, mm -hmm. you know, because it's at the front end of the mm -hmm. transaction and not at the back end. For sure. Well, and Cindy, I've always looked up to you because you always, with self-employed people, you will not issue a pre-approval letter until you have the income docs, correct? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Because there's so many write-offs and they can tell you, oh yeah, I made 250 last year and then you get their tax returns and 90% of the time, no, it wasn't two fifty. It was one twenty. You know, right, yeah, two hundred fifty. They're looking. They're looking at the gross, and mm -hmm. your average person thinks, "Oh yeah, my company grossed that amount for the year." And then by the time they write off mileage and office and all the different expenses, yeah. it's whittled down. Or they get their K one, and you see they're only fifty percent. Yes. yes. <laughs> you went, oh, oh wait a minute. Yeah. So I mean, I, it's just, I don't want to guess. And right. for my agents, I'm like, I, I need the tax returns. I mean, we have to yeah, see have what to. we can use. I almost think it's a disservice if right. we don't. Right. You for know sure. what I mean? So mm -hmm. this is again just another way that. I'm excited about working for Van Dyke, that they're rolling these things out. When things seem to be getting a little tougher, mm -hmm. at least Van Dyke Mortgage is trying to make it easier for our buyers. Right, exactly. Yes. And I appreciate right. that. Well, that concludes this week's edition of Mortgage Chicks with Hot Tips. If you have any questions or ideas for topics, please email us at mortgagechicks at vandykemortgage.com. You can watch us on our YouTube channel, mortgagechickswithhottips.com. Or follow us on Facebook at Mortgage Chicks with Hot Tips. And if you're driving in your car, feel free to listen to us on where you listen to your favorite podcasts.